Sometimes you gotta bleed to know That you're alive and have a soul But it takes someone to come around To show you how She's a tear in my heart Alright, welcome to episode 184 of Tell Me Where to Turn. We are glad you're here to join us. We are down to the wire, but we are going to make an episode this week. We may we may even talk about how we make a baby later this week. We can make lots of things. Uh, I am at Tommy2 underscore zero, and that's where you can find me on Twitter, and you can find the show at Where to Turn Pod. Uh, I am Nitro Wood Glenn, and you can find me at Glenn3 underscore 11 on Twitter. And I am at Point Break underscore Dave on Twitter. I would like to mention I saw Tommy drinking the official beer of rollerblading. Glenn having a nice glass of milk because that man cares about his body. It's actually some uh, some Baileys and, and milk. Oh, so. no. <laughs> Take it <laughs> all back. <laughs> We're not just doing milk. So it appears, and I... Skype's changed their layout, which is throwing me off a little bit. It's terrible. But from what I can tell on my camera, you do look fuller, longer, the uh, maybe firmer. Telling you the the blood flow is immaculate since April seventeenth when I required the I acquired the nitro wood. Um, you know the stamina, energy. I uh, knocked out some sheetrock. I raised the foundation on my house. Uh, you know, whatever you guys need, I'm pretty much the. You want to see the vascularity? <laughs> my God, the vascularity! So to Would reset say, for those who have not been listening, which by the way, why haven't you been listening? This is a great podcast. We we between the three of us had a contest to see who could pick the NCAA tournament. We all succeeded in picking none of the final four, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> but the penalty for finishing last place was the gimmick Facebook ad that I think any male in the 35 to 45 range sees is nitro wood. And it makes a lot of claims, but it is a supplement that helps you achieve and perform at your maximum capacity. <laughs> Certainly does. I think it's mainly uh, just uh, a nitric oxide supplement, which the Swole Society may be able to tell us whether that's junk science or not. Yeah, it's pretty much junk science. But... Yeah, that's okay. You know, it only it only cost me like forty something bucks. But I mean, if you believe it's helping you <laughs> in the boardroom and the bedroom, then why not? I think that's uh. And you know what they did? They they sent me because all I ordered was was that, and I don't know why I expected. Like, okay, you guys saw the ad on Facebook. The way they presented, it, it's like this huge container of stuff, and I don't I don't have it. But I'm telling you, the the thing is the thing. The nitro wood uh, container is like half the size of my phone, like half oh, the no. height of my phone. Because <laughs> there's only there's like 60 tablets in there, but I mean they're Oh, small tablets. Ones, so. Oh, I was fully well, like expecting capsules. this to be a powder. No, they're capsules, is what they wow. are. Wow, wow. Yeah. So, but they they also depositories. No, no. I mean, that's the way I'm using them, but that's not why they're <laughs> what they're intended. But uh, they, of course, as we all do, try to, <laughs> try to slip a little extra in. 
And I got like two or three other samples of some kind of like basically five hour energy equivalent that they make and like this night shred thermogenic give you like a five day sample, like just enough that if you notice, I feel a little different that you'll order the 30 or 60 day supply. They didn't send me the, uh, I forgot what the product is, product is called. It's called T something, but the, their, their big catchphrase or, you know, spiel to get you to buy that is <laughs> that you'll have much bigger loads. <laughs> so I haven't, uh, we haven't we haven't worked that in yet. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna. When's the next sporting event? The uh, College World Series bracket challenge. Oh. So have you noticed any difference? And do we need to get Mrs. Glenn on the phone? Maybe real quick? at the. Uh, so I I started on the 17th. So about two weeks in. So we got 30 days worth. So we got a couple more weeks. Um. I don't know. I mean, I day to day, I perform at such a high level. It's hard to it's hard to supplement when you're already at the top. You know, the ceiling, like I'm I'm constantly bent down. My head is touching the ceiling. So hard to tell the difference. As it were. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a good point. Um, I don't know. I, I've really been trying to think, like, do I does anything like day to day energy clarity wise, whatever feel differently and i don't know that it does but much like point break dave i i I use some sort of pre-workout like five or six days out of the week so i'm always wired on something so you didn't just slide an extra plate on each side of the bar the first time you went in the gym (laughs) just to see i feel like that's what i did during my college dalliance with nitric oxide just went ahead and loaded the bar up because i just believed i could yeah, I don't think that uh, I don't think that works. Well, Glenn, I've worked out with Glenn. You you can't add another plate. You gotta get a longer bar if you're gonna <laughs> add another plate on there. Well, that's what the nitro wood comes in. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Appreciate that very much. So I am gonna use the samples that they sent me. I added like one of them. I had to read to see what it was. I'm not still not sure, um, but I'm still gonna use it. But you will report back on the size of your, your load. <laughs> once we, yeah, once <laughs> once we get that, once we start down that road, we'll uh, report on that. Oh, and the other thing was I have, I, I, I tweeted it um, the the day or so that I got it, but I, I've placed the product right at the, the front of the cabinet and it had not been detected or asked about yet. This is but most it's, disappointing. It's, it's right there. So... We I feel like Mrs. Mrs. Glenn, days. she sees that label. There's going to be some questions. <laughs> I, hey, I'm at the point of almost like putting it at the uh, like the edge of the cabinet where the door will hit it when somebody <laughs> closes it or it'll fall out when, when somebody opens it. But just keep trying to get it more and more <laughs> in her way to like finally she <laughs> flips down the sun visor of her car and it falls out into her lap. <laughs> So we'll see. We've got a couple more weeks. That's so good. I believe since the last time we recorded, there was a sporting event, a sports entertainment event, a two day sports entertainment event. Stupendous. The most stupendous. 
And I will say, and I wish I could have been there, but I agree. It was stupendous. It was great. Uh, from my perspective, but I'm very curious to hear what, it, what the scene was like for you gentlemen in the big D. I can give a quick uh, recap because Glenn and I were separated on night one. Uh, True. My seats both nights uh, were the same row, just like three seats down. Um, so due to people like Tommy bailing and different uh, people not being sure, we all ended up spread around. So I took Mrs. Point Break Dave to her first ever wrestling event on night one. I didn't realize that was her first event. <laughs> her very first so event. She was... never ventured to any of those Raws or any of that with us. No, she is. She's been to one event and it was the most stupendous. So she has nowhere to go but down. Um, no, I mean, I thought night one was good. Like we said, we're not going to go match by match. Um, Jake Paul is better than 99% of the AEW roster at wrestling. Um, I think that match, the, should be studied as far as a match where essentially everything they did got the crowd into it. They didn't do any table spots. They didn't do anything stupid. But just the way they did everything was like perfect. Like there was never a letdown in that match. It was short. You know, it doesn't need to be 45 minutes. Go out there, do it well, get your stuff in and and move on. <clears throat> but I thought it was great. The one funny story I wanted to say, other than the last WrestleMania they had at Cowboy Stadium, those are the only two things I've ever been to there. So I'm not aware of how it is for a cowboy game or any other event, but down on the floor seats and the risers where we were sitting, they had like Vegas cocktail style waitresses and like little black cocktail dresses that would come around and bring you mixed drinks or beers or whatever. So about, I don't know, halfway through the show, they're coming around the people next to us are ordering stuff. So I order myself and, Mrs. Point Break Dave, a nice cocktail. They swiped the credit card. Never to be seen again. <laughs> never got the drinks. Never got anything. Somebody got them. So Somebody got those drinks. Quite a scam they're running there. Wow. Yeah, night so, one, I I took the I took the family. We were a little little higher up, not too high. So the the vantage point was still was still good, but. Um, not near as good as, as night two, as once you get above the 100 level. And I think we were maybe towards the top of the 100 level. Anyway, the acoustics uh, just get really bad in that, in that stadium. Like the, the intro music, you could hear it, but it wasn't like crystal clear, like it should be. Um, just not. It was still very entertaining, but not near as fun as night two was. So what did Mrs. Point Break Dave think about the whole spectacle? Well, she enjoyed it. I will say, I think, um, I mean, we've talked about it before. I think even, I think they're too long. I think they need to cut out some of the, you know, eight women tag and some of those matches that just don't need to be on there. Um, but she had a really good time. It was kind of funny. I was telling her, um, 
I was preparing her much like you do when, you know, you're taking your kids out to eat and there might be a wait and you have to be like, listen, we're going to get there and we're going to have to wait 30 minutes before we get a table. I was preparing. Her. I was like, listen, they're going to be little zip tied together folding chairs. And the odds of us being squished in between a bunch of people that are 400 pounds, pretty high. And they're by themselves. Yeah. So thankfully, we lucked out. We were all on a row with normal sized people. <laughs> I was telling Glenn this story. The row in front of us, there's one seat. They're probably 12, 15 seats to a row. And there's one seat in the middle. And it's empty. And on either side of it are dudes that are, I mean, with the empty seat, they're basically touching each other. Because there's so much overflow that keeps going down the line. Mass of humanity. And dude, I kid you not, man, the guy comes up to go to the middle seat. And I mean, I'm not exaggerating. He was well over 300 pounds. To the point where like, he couldn't slide in. Like Eight people had to get up and move to the aisle so he could shimmy down. And then he gets in there and there's, I mean, there's no way there's absolutely no way. So he sits down and like the guy and the girl next to him, like she's essentially sitting on the lap of her guy. Cause there's no room. This is a little before the show starts. So one, the, not the guy that came late, but the other guy and his girlfriend got up to uh, go get drinks or something. And that's when point break Dave had to, stand up, reveal his head of the table t-shirt and say, <laughs> I'm going to solve this for you guys. All of you stand up. And I broke four of the chairs apart and slid them down. And I was the hero of the night. Oh yeah. Baby flashback. face through and through. I thought yeah, you were going to say you made him get the... down there and start doing push-ups and sit-ups. <laughs> and then I told him to listen to the swole society. That's <laughs> <laughs> started with your heroic work at Royal Rumble 2019. It's a, it's my gimmick, and you got to live right. your gimmick. But, no, I thought it was awesome. I mean, obviously, ending the night with Austin coming out was amazing. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, night two, we, uh, Glenn, myself, and the, the fake Paul Bear met up early. We got some drinks. Oh. <laughs> Quite <laughs> a few drinks. There was, I think the pregame was somewhere between three to four hours at uh, somewhere in Texas Live. And, but uh, it was a place where they would bring you drinks when you paid for them, though. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you learned it from night one. They would. Uh, we found out that they would bring us chips and queso. So we they had, had, some had they had some chips back there. Yeah. Uh, basically, Paul Bearer and I had shotgunned a C4, the official <laughs> energy drink of the tribal chief, on the way in, and then I think I had, I don't know. Somewhere between five to ten Red Bull and vodkas, and then some other stuff. Uh, but yeah, it was it was fun. It was uh, had some good uh, you know good banter with the with the staff there. Um, there was <laughs> it wasn't our waitress, but kind of the substitute waitress or whoever got the the order. Hey, take their drinks over to them you know, type of deal. Cause maybe our waitress was, was busy or on a break or something. And she came by and I guess we would just describe her. She didn't look anything like our actual waitress. 
No. It was a very stark difference. You're not you're not confusing uh, Drew McIntyre and Kofi Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. And the weird thing was she she walked by our table and then it was almost like she wasn't I don't know if she was looking for where we were. But it was like she was looking for us, but she was right next to us, just face, face the other direction. And then she turned around and and realized that, that it was ours or whatever. And uh, uh, you know, we got her, we got what we ordered. Then our waitress came by and said, "Hey, did I don't remember what her name was? Did Jennifer bring you her drinks?" And I was like, "Well, if if the girl, you know, blah blah blah, it was she was supposed to, then yeah, yeah, she was the one that brought them. I hope she works here. And she's like, yeah, the one that she has like the red tank top. We're like, oh yeah. And then our waitress walks off, and Dave's like, oh yes, of course, the tank top. That was the real <laughs> differentiating factor. What you're saying is the EST of waitresses was out there, and you guys were focused on the tank top. <laughs> I'm just saying, like if. Sure. If you're d- describing Ridge Holland and Big E, the, like the <laughs> difference isn't like whatever shirt that Big E is wearing. If you're trying to describe the difference between one and the other, so that was funny. So we had a good time. I yeah, and left there and forgot to order food. So that uh, that kind of <laughs> became a problem. So they did. They were out of food at Cowboy Stadium. No, they weren't. But me personally didn't even think about it until we got in there. We got to our seats and we were a good 30, 40 minutes. And it was clear that there wasn't going to be a pre-show. We just had DJ uh, <laughs> on the turntables. So there wasn't going to be a pre-show or a match of any kind. So uh, first, about, real quick, to yeah, go ahead. Tommy, since he wasn't there. Yeah. So both nights, like they didn't have any, you know, whatever, you know, pregame matches or anything, but they had a, they had this DJ that was basically doing like club remixes of WWE themes. It was okay. really weird. All right. I don't cool, hate though. that. It was fun. I don't hate that. Now was muscle Matt with you guys? Oh dear. No, oh, no. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I mean, obviously the show's not going to be all WrestleMania, but normally we would have muscle Matt on here. Of course, right now he's at some opulent beach vacation, but okay. we yeah, he's probably was at sandals just crushing it. <laughs> we probably wouldn't have had him on anyway, because despite the fact that he bought two night tickets, he went the first night and basically was on an American standard begging for death the entire night at the arena at the arena. <laughs> what happened? Dude, he got some kind of bad stomach bug because he was supposed to, the night before, Friday, he was supposed to go to the something to wrestle or I guess the Conrad and Bischoff, all those guys were doing a live show. Right. And he had tickets to that and was like, dude, can't do it. So then Saturday comes around night one and he he tried to tried to be a gamer. <laughs> he gets there and he texts me like before the show even goes, he's like, well, I'm doing something I never wanted to do. He's like, what's that? He's like, do, do the bad bathroom trip at a stadium. Man. So did is, he just that's leave? Awful. No, like he basically was back and forth all night. And then night two, he's like, not going to do it. Oh, that's awful. Poor guy. Tough, that's a lot of tough money deal. to invest in tickets, too. 
Yeah. But you can't sure. you can't fight through that. That's a hard one to fight through if you can't even stay in your seat. You know, if yeah. you felt miserable and but you could stay in your seat, maybe, but or if you were sitting on a toilet potentially. <laughs> yeah. He didn't rip too. a toilet off the wall and just kind of bring it into where he could see the ring. <laughs> no, but that would have been awesome. He could have been a part of the Johnny Knoxville match, <laughs> just been part of the bit. But yeah, night two, you know, thumbs up all the way around. The Knoxville match is great. Um, obviously, the main event, we think there was injury issues that cut that shorter than it should have been. But man, really. I thought night two was really good too. And dude, McAfee, like the crowd was so hot for McAfee. He's the star, man. He's the star of the world. And I was not expecting to be saying this, but I think that might've been my favorite moment match of the both nights because from his entrance on the crowd was just electric. And then the additional benefit of Mr. McMahon and stone cold. Like, I mean, it, that, that, that whole, you know, 30 minutes series of events would have been hard to top, I think. Dude, it was, of course, he came out to uh, whatever that song was, the Seven White Nation Stripes. Army. Yeah. yeah. And so the crowd's, you know, doing that the whole way through, which was cool. But, you know, they kind of had something to chant for him. And then afterwards, when he's John with McMahon and McMahon, like, loosens his tie and then stops. Everyone's like, ah, oh. And then he takes off the jacket. Everyone went nuts. They're like, no. <laughs> no. Man, it so, was great. So other than that, which I think we all agreed was great, I mean, what were the big, from a crowd in-person standpoint, what were the big standouts of just absolute insanity from the audience? Man, I'm trying to, the first, to pull up the card. So Go the ahead. first match was the, the triple threat tag team. But the, the riddle... RKO off the top rope got a huge pop from the crowd. But I mean oh, that yeah. entire match, another one much like the the Miz Paul tag team match the night before, it was pretty short, but there was no there's no dead spots at all in the whole thing. So it got off to got off to a great start. Really night two, other than because I didn't I went to stand in line for the bathroom and I didn't see the Seamus Kofi Xavier match squash match but i don't think there was really a a bad a bad part to the entire show that i saw no the the knoxville Sami Zayn match the crowd was super hot for that obviously when we man body slammed him party oh, boy yeah. all that stuff went over huge and rk bro is so over dude like huge reactions for them and then, yeah, I mean, and the Austin Matt. thing with with Austin coming out again uh, that night, and it, that was one that wasn't wasn't completely telegraphed because McAfee has his match, Vince the whole thing, he gets in the ring, they do their deal, and we were kind of talking about it, like, are they setting up something else here? But we always talk about that, and it never <laughs> comes true. We always come up with some. How, some how many idea. times did we were we convinced Ronda Rousey was about to come out for the last three years? Right, we and were finally never, right, but uh, yeah. it took a while. We were finally right when it, it when it got to the point in our uh, preview of that show that it was not going to happen. That's when <laughs> we were finally right when we said it wasn't going to happen. But uh, we were talking about it, and then when the music hit, that was just. That was just fantastic. 
I'll tell you I the one the one thing before we move on that was funny, and I don't know, and well now I know what it was, but the end of the Reigns Brock match. So obviously Roman wins, <clears throat> and then he gets out of the ring first. Like he doesn't go to four corners. He just gets out of the ring and starts walking up the ramp. And it was so bizarre, like Glenn and myself and the fake Paul Bear were like, is, is it is the rock going to come out? Because like it was so weird that he just yeah. ducked out of the ring and started walking up. We're like, what's but it was to kind of give Brock a send off. So he essentially got out of there quick. And then Brock, you know, kind of gave the wave to the fans and all right. that. And he was hurt, too, apparently. So, yeah, apparently <laughs> I think they both got hurt. Yeah. Well, which we called. <laughs> I feel, well, like we, yeah, I feel like if you go back and revisit our predictions, we did pretty good this time. <laughs> we had a lot of we had a lot of spot on thoughts. The only thing I was wrong about was the lack of suplexes. I, I believe when I was listening to Cornette, he said that um, that he went back and charted that match, and basically there was only like I think four moves done in the whole match. It was like a belly to belly suplex, a German suplex, a spear, and a Superman punch, and that like that was it. Like there was no headlocks, no wrist locks, no face locks. It was just suplexes and Superman punches. Yeah, and I think I think it was supposed to be like that at the beginning, and then probably have you know kind of a, a middle part that doesn't have all the finishers involved, and then get to something big. Because because what I had read was that they they had to cut it by about ten minutes, that they had that much left, and they sped up they sped up to the end. And Heyman gave Roman like the uh, you this is for your family or you've waited your whole life for this speech and that it ended about 12 seconds later. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, though, you got Brock throwing <clears throat> giant human beings around. Yeah. People are going to get hurt. Saw it with Lashley. Saw it again. Yeah, that's true. Men of that size don't need to be tossed around like that. Mark that. <laughs> Take some nitro wood and mark that. <laughs> so um, I had something happen to me today that uh, that probably is, you know, in the in the realm of what's realistically possible is probably the worst nightmare of what could happen to you at work. Oh, and uh, it, it was it was bad and it could have been worse. But oh. the scenario there goes my guess. The scenario of what happened was really bad. No, I, I would love to hear your guess. Well, I figure, I figured in your last job, uh, you know, your 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 company, your organization killed a guy. <laughs> I figured this time it was someone like accidentally died right in front of you or had a heart attack or something. No, this this is the I, I think I, I think I probably need to sit, to put some guardrails around this. So I think like the worst thing would happen. Yeah, like yeah, an active shooter, you murder oh, somebody. Gosh. Wow. You, uh, you know, you get caught in the bathroom stall with somebody, you know, <laughs> like if you take those off the table, I think you just think about on, I think it depends on who you're caught with, because there's a line where I'm like, oh, what if it was so what if it was me and Kenny Omega? Would that be good or bad? <laughs> it's you and Amos. <laughs> that, would, that would be very bad for you. Bad for me. <laughs> No, this is more in the in the realm of just normal day to day business. Something you never want to happen uh, happened to me today, and and it, and it and it actually 
was bad but could have been worse. I, th- I think that's that's the setup. So, I mean, any guesses or you want me to just get into what happened? Because it was uh, it was a little mo- little tense around the old office today. At this moment, are you employed still? And for now, yes. But I do think. I do think if this could have gone a bad direction, maybe not. Now, I mean, not this quick, but I think this could potentially lead to your departure from an organization. Did you, like, accidentally say something, maybe a word? You were trying (laughs) to say a certain word, and it rhymes with another, and you just mixed up your consonants? That word? Like an abbreviation for a country or something? Uh, Well, maybe not. We don't have to go all the way to the top, but I don't know. You're talking about maggots or something. I don't know. Why, why would I ever, ever say that, sir? I embrace all kinds. I'm, I'm a member of the Valor Club. <laughs> I meant you said it by accident. Not, not. It wasn't no, with intent. This, this was, this was a little more innocuous, but man, uh, it, it created such a tense situation. So. Um, what do you guys use at work when you're doing virtual meetings? You use, uh, we use WebEx, um, teams. Yeah. Web, big, well, we use WebEx, teams guy. the awkwardly named WebEx teams, because there's also a Microsoft teams. Okay, we use WebEx. Microsoft. Yeah. Okay. So, we I mean, I'm sure Jitsi. I didn't say that word. I promise you that. <laughs> wow. Man. Never heard the middle East referred to as that before, but that's offensive. We're, we're using uh we're using WebEx Teams, so there's a um there's a meeting that happens once a month, and I'm not usually invited to it because it's basically all the people in the company that are one title level higher than me, uh within our functional area, and they get together. So there's probably t- ten to twelve of those roles in Nashville, and then there's 15 out scattered across the U S one in each of our markets, uh, our major markets. So there's, you know, roughly 30 people on the call, uh, all at this title or above. Well, I got invited today, uh, to join the meeting as a special invited guest to give a 40 minute presentation. So if I wow. seem low energy on the podcast, this is the start of why. Well, that sounds like the the worst thing that could happen to you right there. Yeah. So you get invited. This is your WrestleMania moment. That's right. Let's see how you botch it. I can't wait. So, yeah, we might be on AEW botches later. You choke on your salad. Yeah. (laughs) So without uh, without getting into too much boring work detail. uh, Quick uh, stage set. So are you like in a conference room with live people and then also video or are you like solely by yourself just a video no so th- and this actually i'm glad you asked this question because i think this actually even adds a more an interesting layer so the last time i was invited to this meeting was about six months ago and i was in a conference room with four other people that are in nashville the person that organizes this meeting that's a title or two titles above everybody else put out an edict after that meeting and said, I want everybody in their office by themselves in front of their own computer because I want to be able to see everybody's face and hear everybody. And when you're sitting at the end of a conference table, I can't see expressions, whatever. So like this person's very uh, like this person's very particular. They, so it's, it's like, 
curated to the point of like, I'm, I'm like where, where I am with you guys right now. I'm sitting right in front of the camera in my office because normally I would be more comfortable being around some people. You get some reactions. So this is a very weird situation where I'm presenting to people all over America. You can see, you know, all their little headshot dots, but you, you know, you can't tell if people are listening. It, you know, it's real hard to get a question in the whole thing's kind of set up to be awkward anyways. And I've got a lot of time to fill. I've got 40 it's, minutes to fill. It's the Thunderdome era. Yeah, it is. It's the Thunderdome era, and we're about to step into the Thunderdome. And there are there are a uh, potentially some uh, unfriendlies on the phone. I don't know. So um, so one of the one of the people that attends this meeting every month, my direct supervisor, good guy, uh, no issues. He was actually kind of instrumental in me getting invited to do this presentation, probably because he didn't want to do it. Um, and I'm. I'm I'm uh, got a lot of experience in the podcasting world, so I can usually hold my own in these situations. There's a little bit of a unique situation happening at work that hand on the Bible doesn't bother me, but my direct supervisor has two people that report to him, me and this lady, and this lady has a better title than I do, but. She has less direct reports, less responsibility, and yes, does way less than I do. And he is aware of this situation, mentioned it to me many times, and said, like, hey, man, I appreciate you're being cool about this. This will get handled as soon as we can. But, you know, situations like this, they can't get handled overnight. But I appreciate you. And he and I have an understanding. And whenever there's a chance for, you know, things financially to happen that he can have a role in. He always takes care of me and I'm happy. So we're good. But if you get hung up on titles, she's got the universal title and I got the 24 seven title. So or actually, I guess she has the U S title. I have the 24 seven title and he yeah. has the universal. title. There we go. That's probably better. Yeah. So yeah, would I like to be U S champion? Sure. Is it, am I losing sleep over it? No. So this guy was setting me up to talk and he goes through three or four talking points about like what I'm going to talk about. And then uh, I'm just sitting in my, uh, you know, at my computer, just uh, chatting around. Well, one of the vice presidents who's in our Charleston, uh, South Carolina office is a, a guy that I've spent some time with on some business trips. Nice guy. Well, he and I are just chatting on the uh, chat. The oh, no. uh, chat feature, not uh, the meeting chat. This is the old chat. screen share. Here yeah. We go. So we're, we know where we're going here. Classic. So we're talking about golf and he's telling me about the round he had. And we're talking, you know, talking about, he was talking about how he was about to break 80 for the first time and triple bogey at 18th. And we're just kind of like, as the meeting's going along. And so I know that, you know, at the 20 minute mark of, of the, uh, at the 20 minute mark of the hours is, is roughly when I'm going to go on. So at some point I, I, uh, pull up my PowerPoint in front of the chat. I've already put my thing on to silence all notifications. Cause the last thing you wanted to be doing is sharing and having the, that's how it usually happens. Your email, right, the preview window come up of somebody being like, Hey, meet me in the bathroom. It's Omas <laughs> <laughs> ready for a good time. So I've, you know, I've, I've already made all of those, uh, made all those provisions. Well, we had an update to WebEx that pushed out about a week ago, and unbeknownst to me, there was a little small bug in there that apparently now I'm more aware of, and I've had several people be like, yeah, that kind of happened to me recently. But here's what happened. 
I go to share, and when you when you share, you can either share everything, which you never want to do. That's like a real rookie move. Yeah. Or you share only PowerPoint. So I click the button to share only PowerPoint, and it starts to launch. But as it's launching PowerPoint, the connection speed's not great, and it freezes and shows my chat window to all the leaders across the organization and all the people in Nashville for approximately best I can tell four to five seconds. And then my presentation comes up. Now I don't know this has happened. So all I see is a totally white screen on my side. And then my presentation comes up. I also have my notification silent. So I don't know what this guy has sent me since our last couple of chats about golf. Oh, no. So I get no I'm getting no crowd reaction. Everybody's, you know, rel- muted or not talking. So I just launch into my presentation and I talk for 40 minutes and I stick the timing well and I end and uh, I think it went great. Say thank you. Everybody disconnects. I walk out of my office. And my boss is standing outside my office waiting for me. And he goes, what the hell did you do? And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, that chat you showed to everybody in the meeting. And I thought he was joking. Like I was sure he was joking because I was, well, first of all, I was like, there wasn't anything to see. I was talking about golf. Like if, if you think that's bad, you know, like whatever. And he goes, no, all that stuff about you wanting to be the title of the other person that reports to me. Oh no. And I said, but I didn't, didn't say any of that. You so, didn't here's, say it. so here's what happened. Okay. I go back, pull up my chat window. What happened is this guy who's basically like, I'm like at the same relationship I am with you guys. So he's basically kicking me in the nuts. He's chatting me, which I'm not seeing because my notifications are silent. When my boss is setting me up, the, his last slide is his organizational chart. And it's got her and me next to each other with her title and my title. And he's like, hey, how come you don't have your, her title? You're way better than she is. Everybody Goodness. in the company saw, including her, who is on the right. call. But it didn't come from you, though. No, but this is the bad part. It flashed so fast that this is where it gets really dicey, and we haven't totally cleaned this up yet. The supreme leader on the call, who's uh, an older person, probably not totally paying attention, just sees the part about you should be there. You know, I think I don't know how it was said, but you should be this title and thought it was me saying it to somebody else when in fact it was somebody saying it to me totally unsolicited. So then she texts my boss, like while I'm presenting, like all this is happening totally unbeknownst to me. Is he okay? It sounds like, it sounds like he's disgruntled. Do we need to do something about this? Blah, blah, blah. And I was, and I have no idea. Like this whole thing is now blown up. So I had to, I had to, I didn't really have to apologize, but I had to be, I had to do damage girl. I had to talk to two of our senior leaders and just say, Hey, the guy, I think the guy, he, that guy was just joking around. Like, cause now it sounds like, you know, I've been having this conversation with everybody, right, you know, like right. I'm going around being like, man, I'm being treated bad. This guy, this guy was just looking for an opportunity to kick me in the balls. And he saw that our titles weren't the same. Like that's all it was. But yeah, so I, I, uh, I, I'm still like a little shook about this, uh, because, these are people that could pretty much ruin my life if they wanted to uh, immediately over over a stupid WebEx malfunction. Do you talk to your buddy? No. So here's the best part. He doesn't know it happened still because he was chatting away to me, not really watching the presentation side of it because he was watching his chat window. 
So he's like trying to mess with me and he doesn't know it was up there for four or five seconds. And I don't want to break it to him because honestly, it, I, I mean, I feel bad for this guy because I'm sure he'd be horrified to know that his name's associated with basically de- demeaning uh, somebody else in our company. I kind of feel like he needs to know, though. I don't know. The, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I feel like I feel like it, it'll blow over in a couple of days. You know, the news cycle on this is going to be short. Yeah. But I mean, hey, any good any good crime, you got to get your story straight. You got to talk to this guy, make sure he's spinning the same story you're spinning. Well, no, the story, the story was really simple. As I said, Hey man, I didn't have it open. And he was sending me some messages that I did that we were, and we weren't talking about that. You know, it was just, he was, he was, uh, he was trying to to pick at, you know, joke with me before the presentation started. And like, whether there was some shred of truth in it or not, you know, that's for the imagination, but. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. I didn't have anything to do with it. I was just trying to show like the slides. With, with HR, they could go back into the chat conversation and see exactly oh, sure. what was said. Now, the problem there is, does it then open up the door to prior chats? <laughs> Which I, I probably would say we probably don't need to have. We don't probably don't need to read those. Kind of yeah. like your tweets, you know, probably don't need to read those. But yeah, it it, uh, it put me in a in 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 it's not totally it's not totally over yet. So th- you know, there could be more to shake out from this tomorrow. So it was there was definitely some uh, definitely some tense moments, and, and it's such a it's such a weird emotional thing because you go from giving what I felt like was a really good forty minute presentation to ninety seconds later being like, wow, that's like the worst possible thing that could have happened. You know, I mean, yes. other than other than me, like, you know, saying something really offensive about our, our boss or something, you know, but but having some kind of a, some kind of insinuation that, that we're having this side conversation about who should and shouldn't be in what job. That's um, not a not a good look for anybody. No, not at all. We, but at least the messages are just coming coming to you and not uh, being sent away oh. under your name. And that's and that's the part I want to clarify. So there's a there's a meeting tomorrow morning, not about this, but it was already pre-scheduled between my boss and the person that seemed the most upset about it. And I said, look, man, if it comes up, like, don't go talk about it, because I'd rather just I don't think it was that big of a deal. Like, let it die if it dies. But if it comes up, I said, don't apologize. Just say, hey, that guy was sending him sending him some messages trying to be funny before he presented. There was no discussion prior and leave it at that. Like, that's all it was. Just leave it alone and move on, because I think this is one of those things you don't want to go bring up a whole bunch or apologize a whole bunch. Because I, I don't think I didn't do anything wrong. I, right. I And what's funny is, I, I mean, I kid you not. Two hours later, I'm in another giant meeting where I'm not the presenter this other girl that um, is in our analytics department, the exact same thing happens to her. Now she didn't, she, she went to share her PowerPoint three or four seconds. It, it, it like shows her chat window, which I guess was right behind the PowerPoint and then goes in and there was nothing bad up on the screen, but it's some kind of a, it's some kind of a glitch. So, I mean, my only real takeaway is like close all the way out of that program before mm-hmm. you go to share, but this is something new that's just started happening within the last few weeks. But, Believe me, if you go through the chat logs, it could have been way worse, <laughs> way worse. Ultimately, I think you're OK because you're not going to be nothing's going to happen because you received a message. I mean, if that's the yeah. if that's the standard, I, I'll just get all of you fired tomorrow. Just start sending you <laughs> e- offensive emails. No, I'm not. I, 
I'm in no way worried about any kind of like termination. I mean, that's that's not even on in the realm of possibility. What I am worried yeah. about is my standing as a really good team player, go with the flow, hardworking guy might be called into question if they think I'm side chatting a bunch of people about how underpaid I am or whatever. So that's that's more my concern than anything anything really damaging. Yeah, that, uh, and who knows? Maybe they'll make me a, a new title, and they'll say, "Hey, say. this guy deserves it." I mean, hey, I saw it there in, on the screen. He's right. Assistant custodian has a nice ring to it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I uh, my boss, he did stop by, and he said, "Hey," he said, "He's like, you don't really care about the titles, do you?" And I said, "No, man." I said, "I would, I would literally have the title of toilet cleaner if he paid me more money, but I do care about the money, so." <laughs> Let's make that up. Yeah, that's fair. I don't get that's all about. <sighs> all right. Well, and uh, to round out this great episode, we got to get serious for a minute, guys. All right. We've done a lot of talking on this show. I did a lot of talking to work today. There was one talk that happened this week that maybe stands above others, and I am talking about the talk. With my 11-year-old. Indeed. Indeed. So So, let's start start with you, Dave. Yes. Did someone have the talk with you, or do we need to have it right now? Someone had the talk (laughs) with me. I'm curious, though. Well, continue. Sorry. No, I, 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 uh, I, I'm just, I want to kind of level set. Well, I want to level set with the, with the listeners because as we know we're the podcast people come to to get informed about life events and life advice was this was there a catalyst for this or did you just decide 11 is the right age to do this yes and yes 11 probably is the right age to have the at least phase one of the talk Uh, i don't think you need to get into like you know, advanced like the stuff Glenn's into, but you at least got to get the basics out of the way. Um, he'll be, uh, he'll be going into middle school next year, which I feel like, you know, with the age range there that there's, you know, one of the things they tell you when you study these things is you want them to hear it from you. And there was an incident. Um, my son was very much on the periphery. But there was a sexually explicit term that was brought into the school. And all the kids started saying it and not one of them knew what it meant. And that was kind of a wake up call a few weeks ago when the email came home that said, hey, we don't know who started saying this, but pretty much everybody in the fifth grade heard it and you should be aware. And after some cajoling, I, you know, said, hey, did you? hear anybody call anybody this and uh finally it was disclosed yes uh and that was the catalyst of like okay we probably need to get our cards on the table here pretty soon what was can you dance around the term yeah i can it it was basically a very unflattering term for a woman who works her way uh, makes her way in this world uh, in a trade that is not necessarily legal in uh, America, but maybe in European countries is a start sex with worker. A, does it start with a W? 
Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. But the W soft. Yes. It does not have nitro wood. The W. No, it, does, wood. it does not. Glenn, did the awesome dong have the talk with you? What? I don't. I honestly don't remember. I don't remember that. I don't remember that ever occurring. It was very much a. Uh, it was very much a figure out everything on your own type of philosophy and and childhood. Um, also, he probably kind of glanced over and was like, "Nobody's looking. Nobody's <laughs> looking at this guy until he gets in his twenties. Anyway, he's got plenty of time to figure this out." Because I, I legitimately, I'm sure there was along the way, but I don't remember like one particular sit down, let's go down the list type of thing. Maybe it kind of pieced together a little bit over time. Yeah. I was also allowed to watch movies that a normal child probably shouldn't be watching. So I think I got ahead the gist of a few things <laughs> anyway. So you guys probably didn't go see Roadhouse in the theater like I did. <laughs> no. I did get the talk, and the uh, the talk was was probably executed maybe at like a four out of ten for me. <laughs> and the catalyst to it was something that you never want to be the catalyst, which was I uh, I remember asking my parents. I said, you know, and I, I was probably around the age of my son, and I said, they keep talking on the news about gay rights. What does gay mean? And my dad was like come back here and I'm going to talk to you about it. And that was our entree into the talk. And I was like, okay, so that's, that's a lot to process there for what I thought was a, a relatively simple question. He's like, get that paper plate with the hot dogs. <laughs> come back here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, but anyways, I, you know, I feel like my dad's was pretty hastily thrown together. There wasn't uh you know, wasn't a playbook or so, I had some time to think this through, consult with some uh, trusted sources, and I purchased the uh, – it was actually called The Talk. <laughs> I purchased The Talk. Uh, as we are a faith-based podcast, it was very biblically guided, which I appreciated. And uh, it didn't – it got right – pretty much right into it with some pretty uh, pretty interesting uh, animations. So to, say, so to speak. Pretty interesting. Animations. Well, a video? No, it wasn't a video. I, I'm illustrations. I'm sorry. Illustration. Illustration. Right. Okay. I, it's been a long day, guys. I, I've showed my chat window to the entire senior <laughs> leadership team of my company. It's been a long day. But what the uh, the first so so there, there's, so there's an intro for parents that you don't do with the kid, and it talks about what it is. But but page one dot one is a is a spread. And then on the left is the man, and on the right is the woman. Animate or illustration, sorry, with all of the different areas with arrows drawn and in the correct medical term of what they what they were. So, I I kind of followed the guideline. I sat down and I said, "Hey, you know, you're you're getting older. You're getting closer to be a man. That's what we need to talk about. Um, we're going to work through this book together over the next couple nights." And our talk actually spread over two nights. And and he was very serious. He said, okay. And then I opened to that first page and it was immediate riotous laughter. <laughs> exactly the opposite of what the author intended. And I said, what? And he said, dad, it says rectum and anus and testicles and penis. And I was like, yeah, it does. And then I started laughing. So that was not a good start. 
<laughs> but uh but some highlights uh it said uh my favorite i think my favorite part which i may remember till the day my son uh, or the day i leave this mortal coil is they said the uh the penis is full of blood vessels which you know <laughs> they need to be widened at times let's be honest <laughs> And it says, you know, when the blood flow increases, a man gets an erection. And my son said, uh, Dad, is that also called a boner? (laughs) (laughs) All right. There we go. And I said, how do you know that? And he said, oh, I heard that at school. Yeah. And then I said, well, you know, it it actually is called a lot of other things. And then I just started just (laughs) racking my brain and just went with everything I had. Just just guns blazing. Just every... Every possible one, because I do feel like that was the part of the talk that was a real disservice to me was functional knowledge. And I said, hey, man, the basically the universe of the jokes you're going to think is funny for like the rest of your life. Pretty much all happens right around this area. right? (laughs) (laughs) So it doesn't sound like it was too awkward then. No, and, and I do. I will give the the book credit. I mean, if you guys, you know, if you guys do end up finding yourselves having to do this, uh, I think having a good source material to refer to it kind of helps keep you on track, and and also it makes sure you don't forget um, important things because I think that's where I think when you get in the in the heat of battle, sometimes there might be something really important that you leave out. Um. Like, remember at the very beginning of the show when you mentioned the supplement that might get, get, increase the size of your load? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I got the talk, the uh, the load <laughs> was never mentioned. Can you imagine my surprise the first time? <laughs> what is that? Holy crap, what has just happened? (laughs) Oh, oh my. Oh, my. So when you have a book, it covers all those things, so you don't miss important details. Okay, okay. Well, this is helpful. I I think, though, I think I'm going to go against most of the what's going on at school board meetings these, these days, and I'm going to empower the school its student body and everything to teach mine and give, give mine the, the talk, the, it's where they're going to get their critical rectum theory. So Glenn is going to tag out and not do any work that that tracks. It does add up. But I will, I will say uh, there was something, there was something really, uh, I was going to use the word gratifying, but that's a terrible (laughs) word to use in this conversation. There was something really reassuring as a parent to find out once we got into it is that he knew nothing. Well, he didn't good. have any idea, and he was wide-eyed and like, "Oh wow, <laughs> that was not where I thought this was going." Uh, which made me feel good because I feel like that meant the time was right. Right, we were getting close to the point where it was going to happen, uh, but I was able to get out in front of it and give my own uh, unique brand of comedy to the talk. Which uh, you know, that's really what's important. So that's what is that your next uh, money venture is to create the comedy defensive driving version of the talk? <laughs> well, I kind of feel like I did, and that's where I want to write the author. And I'd be like, you know, you, you know, you had this page with all these anatomical terms, and that's fine. 
But like, I, you know, if you tell your kid that and you say, look, this book says it's called the scrotum. It's the ball sack. OK, <laughs> right. So when you're when you hear somebody at school talking about it, that's what it's called. And that's, that's where and that, you need yeah. to. And that's where you uh, need to be. Yeah. Whether it's a book or whether you travel the country. And you're just you're just hired by families to to walk in with your materials and uh, you're taking that vantage point. If you're you're not going with science, you're going with with slang to to teach this. That's um, I don't know. After you get fired for the chat tomorrow, maybe you can <laughs> just talk about talk about ball sacks. Yeah, go from the chat to the talk. I, I like it. So 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 essentially, this uh, this one was appropriate for age 11 that the probably talk that has to happen at like age 14 or 15 that's the one i'm really not looking forward to and that's the one that's like hey all that stuff that your friends have showed you on their phone don't actually do any of <laughs> people hate that <laughs> uh yeah that is um yeah, that is not that is not something to to look forward to. I don't uh, I don't think, but it is good. Like you mentioned, that you went through all this, and you know he had no clue because, yeah, keep that innocence and purity and whatever the case, whatever you want to call it, as long as you can as a child, because it's just it's just a hell for the for the rest of your life. It just consumes you for the. The vast majority of every day. So that's what I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna say, and look at old Uncle Glenn. Now here, he's like 57 years old, and he's having to buy pills just to try lose, to recapture some of that. Losing bets on purpose. Yeah, tanking the get, NCAA tournament on purpose to get more circulation. But as we learned in the talk, circulation is important. <laughs> it's a, it's it's full full of blood vessels. I came in like a rain.